2: Baby, it's the horns up talking. Texas podcast. Fisher, Disciples DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Crider, victory Monday. Gentlemen, once again, the horns take care of business, winning 40 to 14 against the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, injury report on the opposite side. Daniels, uh, the QB of the Kansas Jayhawks. Many people were anticipating giving us a run for our money. Did not play. Jason Bean, the backup, was in. Uh, off to a solid start, but that did not matter. The Longhorns, once again, really dominated this one, especially on the ground. Jonathan Brooks picking up where he's been leaving off, uh, going for 217 yards. I believe, 218 yards, sorry, on the ground. I believe on the telecast, they were saying that's the third most in school history against a ranked opponent um,
1: for Jonathan Brooks. So 218 well, is, a, is a massive margin. As an offense too, we set a school record yards against a Big Twelve opponent mm-hmm. that we previously held against Texas Tech when they had Patrick Mahomes. So, just as an offense in general, I mean, huge massive game um, that we can get it done in the air and on the ground. I mean, all of our all of our guys you know, got some love here too, and 661 yards mm, hard to lose true. a game like that. I mean, unless it's back in like the old you know Texas Tech era where it's you know. A sixty to fifty nine victory, mm-hmm. but um look, I, I, it's it's their backup quarterback, but he's he ain't no slouch. I mean, he's pretty athletic. He's fast. He can move. I mean, he he played some last season too. It's not like he's his first time ever playing. um You know, he didn't look terrible. I and mean, of course, it's not Daniels, but at the end of the day, like you know, he's still a Division one quarterback that got recruited. That's seen some playing time before.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and then just a couple st- more stats uh, before you jump in there, T. Um, Quinn obviously ends his streak, which is the second longest Um in the FBS, uh, inter- uh, yeah, of inter- uh, past attempts without throwing an interception. Honestly, good that he gets it over with against the Kansas Jayhawks, not the Oklahoma Sooners, who we'll see this weekend, the number 12 team ranked in the nation. But outside of that, Quinn, uber efficient. efficient. Uh, third down efficiency for the Jayhawks. They went 0 for 8, which was awesome. Toss, you've been clamoring for our third down game on both sides of the football to be better. You got your wish this weekend, 9-15. Time of possession, 39 minutes and 41 seconds. Longhorns, the Kansas Jayhawks, 20 minutes and 19 seconds. Absolutely dominating. And once again, the Texas Longhorns, only four penalties. Pretty clean game of football. Uh, so T we'll go to you first, man. What was your biggest yeah. takeaway on a positive note? And then maybe one thing you're looking for heading into the Oklahoma game.
0: Yeah, I think – worth mentioning as well. Nine for 15 from third down on offense, the Longhorns were, but we were also two for two on fourth down. So basically you can say that we were 11 for 15 on converting, continuing drives. That's the most important aspect of it. Those games where we've had um, poor third down condition, uh, efficiency and conversion rates. We also haven't been converting on fourth down. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, you know, Sark mentioned it. I think it is post game presser, but one thing that I, I think we need to continue to get better at is just um executing and um, upping our efficiency on field goals. Our field goal unit has to be better. Um, Mm, Bert Auburn is nine for 14 on the year. He was 21 for 26 last year. So he's already missed as many kicks as he did last season through five games. So um, that's something that has to be fantastic when we're up against Oklahoma a neutral party or neutral site game, you know, it's 50, 50 that split. That's why that game is so cool. And, um, it's going to be a real challenge. Dylan Gabriel, you know, I imagine they'll do whatever it takes for that guy to to go into the Oklahoma game healthy. And yes, you know, Bean is, is a a capable college quarterback. He's not Jalen Daniels. We've had three games in a row now where we've faced backups, but we, to our credit have done what we needed to do to win the game and win it handily. Um, once again, kind of a, a slow start from this horns team and it still feels abnormal to say, but I'm not used to us being an absolute juggernaut and powerhouse in the second half of games um I, I love to see it and more continued praise is deserved uh for quinn Ewers and what he's been able to do with his legs this season mm. because he had a fantastic touchdown run you know he he lost what was it 10 to 15 pounds in the offseason obviously he, he cut off the mullet he's like the reverse samson but um that's a
2: typical <laughs> reference right
0: there jay i don't know do you know who samson is you yeah, do, yeah, 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 that's all. that's old testament. It's old,
2: testament. it's, a, it's yeah. more like isn't that more like mythology? No, it's still bib- it's still heavy Bible. Well, like God, I think it's a little but, bit of a com- mean, combination,
0: combination mythology, but also just Bible tale where Samson was incredibly strong because of his long hair, he got the hair cut, then he lost all of his strength. And I say Quinn's the reverse because with the buzz cut, he's been pretty fantastic, but. He he looks more nimble, like he looks faster to me out there. Does he look faster to y'all? Just yeah, just that's me- the
2: whole yeah. point though. Like he's like leaner and meaner, and you know, ironic to bring up Quinn and Samson. I believe Samson got uh, his haircut at Supercuts. Go to Supercuts today and get twenty percent off using the code Horns Up. Talking Texas, no, not a sponsor. <laughs> um, but Quinn obviously looks leaner and Did meaner. You get sued, like I hope so. I love I love almost getting sued. I uh, okay, Quinn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we do have a great lawyer. Uh, Quinn um looks leaner and meaner and all the the beauty of this, and I was saying this at the bar, and I'll kind of go into what you know my big takeaway is Jonathan Brooks. So I think Nick, you were next to me, and someone was like, you know, pretty good replacement for Bijan. I go, well, how are you gonna get a better what kind of better replacement could you ask for than Bijan than
1: a guy going for two eighteen? I was saying that it's like we have Jonathan Brooks, he's been sick, goes two eighteen, averages ten point four in this game per per carry. But he's still not Bijan. It's crazy that we had Bijan last year. That's just that's just kind of puts in perspective the kind of player that Bijan is. I mean, he's been a human highlight reel in the NFL as as to as to this point so far. But just in general, I mean, I think our I think how do you replace Bijan is depth, right? Like not just a single guy. And we've got so many guys that can tote the rock this year. Baxter had a good game. You Looks know, a lot better coming back from injury. Uh, Quinn, of course, as we mentioned, you know, Jaden Blue has has been great when he has his opportunities you know i mean averaging seven yards a carry in this last game you know I, windsor's a guy that we'd love to get in the mix too i mean obviously keelan robinson doesn't run the ball that much he usually kind of is effective out of the pass, out of the backfield in the pass game but still like we have guys that are able to do this so that's how you replace Bijan. i mean if, if if one player is replaceable but the state of the 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 run game has, has been never been better in my opinion i mean yes we had roshan and Bijan, but being able to go for a three thirty six in a game against a big 12 defense. I mean, that's, it's pretty nice, you know, just, just having fresh legs nonstop, you know, having that committee back there, but, you know, back to Quinn really quickly. I mean, leaner, meaner, um, you know, I, I think any game that we give him an opportunity to run the ball over five times, you know, he's averaging five yards. A three, I mean, those are valuable first downs, you know, that opens up the field a little bit, stretches it out you know, gets the pass game even more effective because you got that's guys awesome, that are yeah. spying on him a lot more and, you know, opening up some some lanes for these receivers to run their routes and, of course, fighting the end zone. I mean, that's always a huge thing, too, when you're in the red zone, having a guy that's able to run it in from 10 yards, you know, it's a game changer. There's so many quarterbacks that are just stiff in the pocket that can't move. And the fact that he can just go right up the gut, you know, rather than having to look to the sidelines to pass the ball, it's, it's a huge X factor. So... Impressive win. Uh, good statement. I'll just quickly roll into one more takeaway that I have here. Uh, Kansas's third down efficiency. They were the number one team coming into this game um, in third down efficiency. They were 0 for 8. And then on fourth down, they were 0 for 2. So 0 for 10, you know, in, in big down conversions. And, yes, we said it at the beginning, backup quarterback, Regardless, they still got playmakers on this team. You know, people were really high on Devin Neal. They've got good receivers. Um, you know, the quarterback can run. You know, Bean. but the fact that our defense just kind of, you know, shoved it in their face. I mean, yeah, they scored 14 points, but the game, if you look at the stat sheet, is a way more lopsided than you know blowing them out 40 to 14. This game honestly could have been 40 to zero. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's well. Go for it's it. Yeah,
0: no, I was just gonna say it's an interesting point. You talk about third down and fourth down, our defense stepping up and making plays. Um, you know, you got to give credit to Sarkeesian, his staff, and the work they did in the offseason in the transfer portal to bring in guys like Jalen Catalan, who had uh, he had a really, really clutch hit um on third down to stop the the Kansas Jayhawks short, but he also had that big hit on the quarterback run, which resulted in their first touchdown. But he did what he needed to do, right? He met it's fluke. It's a fluke, right? If if our other guy is there, he picks it up, then we're going the other way. And we've got ourselves a turnover because of his big hit jarring that ball loose. You know, yeah. they they recover it. It's it's college football, not the NFL. In NFL, you can't advance that ball in college. You can, and and he takes it to the house. So good for them. There's been kind of those plays every single week where whether whether it's a one guy misses an assignment and they take it to the house, right? Like when we've let up seven or 10 points at a game, it's been because of one play, which again, we've always said, like that happens in college football. There are talented playmakers out there. Um, and, and I just think that Catalan, and then of course, you know, Adonai Mitchell who won big 12 newcomer of the week um, after his incredible performance, like what those coaches did in the transfer portal is coming to play and is coming to fruition in every single game, every single week for the Longhorns.
2: Yeah. And I can just kind of go off of, you guys are pretty much touching on everything, you know, I'm, sa- I'm thinking and saying, and uh, Nick, you brought up the backup QB again. And I think off of that point though, I'm, I'm very almost in a way glad that we got to see that because and not that Daniels isn't athletic, but this kid being was slippery and fast, and he was really elusive. We were going to beat this team, no matter who's under center for them. Quite frankly, we ran for 300 plus yards. We controlled, we doubled their time in possession. We were going to win this football game, running the football, like we're talking about all of a sudden, and Nick, you're a hundred percent, right, man. It opens up everything. And now Oklahoma has to respect our run. Has to, we have like, what, Where is Brooks ranking in the, in, in rushers in, 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 college football in the FBS, he's definitely up there. I'll pull it up. He's third. So we have the third leading rusher in college football right now. Yep. Averaging um, and- more yards after contact than Bijan Robinson.
0: I think he's averaging more. He has more yards right now than Bijan did at least Bijan's last season through, through five games. Like, we can talk about why that's the case, and it's not because Jonathan Brooks is better than Bijan. They're both fantastic talents, but it is the ultimate factor right now for opposing defenses is that they have to stop our run attack. And our offensive line is is creating massive holes for Jonathan Brooks to take advantage of. And he's got that speed to beat the, the, the second and third level of the defense. He does. Yeah.
2: I mean that's like my I'll go off like three things you guys say I we love Beasley and Robinson and the depth has been very helpful and I'm really happy with, with the way Baxter played last game he's really he's really becoming a nice like a, a piece like you know when we talked on our Cherry Stripe show like Malcolm Mitchell wasn't in with Chris Hogan guessing and he was saying how important Malcolm Mitchell was like he knew he would help us win the us being the Patriots like. Maybe Cedric Baxter is not going to be the blow off the door like best player on our team like Bijan was as a freshman, but he's going to help us win football games. But like I think we we're in a position where we can replace Bijan Robinson with one guy. Like Jonathan Brooks has just been that good. He's number three in the country in rushing yards. He's averaging six point nine yards per carry. Um, and he's not nice. top. He's yeah, I know, baby. He's not top fifty. He's not top fifteen though in attempts. So we have a guy that's top three in yards, not top fifteen in attempts. Like he's really toting the rock as well as he could have asked for as a replacement. And he didn't even have, and he didn't even have that great of a first game. Like he's really been on fire, and he's really picking up steam and confidence. He's only a sophomore, and now they're gonna have to respect it. Uh, Baruch Atah Nawi Mitchell is is coming, talking biblical reference. Like he he's been ten catches for one forty, and I know we wanted that to be Whittington, but outside of, outside of Shadur Sanders, he's probably been like the transfer of the year so far. You know, like he's probably been the most impactful transfer of the year. Like, and he, big against Alabama. He had, he was huge in this game. He's a real possession receiver. All of a sudden, you know, the big bane of Quinn's existence as a Texas longhorn has been his long ball. I think he's really going to have a lot of opportunity with worthy in this upcoming game. And hopefully I would love to see cook get in the game because every time he touches the field and catches the ball, something electric happens. If, if he's playing the short game really well with the run, with his run, with A.D. Mitchell and with Tavian Sanders, he's gonna have serious opportunity to hit Xavier Worthy with the long. And I, I could, and on a defensive standpoint, I don't know what else you could have asked for for our team because that that fluke touchdown they pretty much put up seven points.
1: I would have the weird glaring issue for me is no sacks. Yeah, kind well, of is strange, but I mean, didn't need to coverage sacks at the end of the day. You know, I think that where there were so many you know, opportunities for them or, or so little opportunities for them to find guys that are open. Um, you know, I mean, he didn't have the, the best stat line when it comes to completing passes. But, yeah, I mean, that, I saw that too, and it was kind of, you know, weird. But at the end of the day, like, I just want the win, you know, and just want low low points scored. Um, your point to A.D. Mitchell, you know, I mean, he has been phenomenal. And I you could see so early on that the game plan was get him the ball early and often. I think the first drive he had like three catches back to back to back and they were mm-hmm. all, you know, for big gains. And I think if you're going up against OU the next week, you know, I don't necessarily know you're holding back all of your punches against a division opponent in Kansas who's ranked, you know, 24 and is undefeated. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, Worthy's the type of guy who has made Kansas pay in the past. And they're always going to be highlighting him. So the fact that we can throw, hey, by the way, you also have to be concerned about number five too, A.D. Mitchell. Um, I, I I just think that it's a strategic play going into this Kansas game um, because I think both these guys are going to eat. You know, and, and if you look at like the the way that the NFL kind of goes right and and how NFL teams conceive their offenses when you know that there's a big playmaker on on their team like Stephon Diggs or Tyreek Hill or you know. Right now, Pukunakua for the Rams, A.J. Brown. Nice. Like, like, these guys get, you know, 7, 9, 10, 12 catches a game for 140, you know, 200 yards sometimes. And that's because that guy is so lethal and that he's that, that star guy that, you know, all these defenses are keying on. So I think we made that in A.D. Mitchell. I mean, obviously, he made that himself because he's a talented player, but it took the light a little bit away from from worthy. And I think you're going to see a little sneak attack from worthy coming in the season. Yeah. I I mean, I don't, I think by all accounts, worthy's been pretty quiet. He's had a couple of big plays, but you know, he's not exactly who we expected him to be when he had his freshman year come out. Sure. He, he was sneakily like seven for 93 in this game though. I mean,
0: while, while Mitchell had, the best game. I also think to me and to any Texas fans out there who are listening, or are also paying attention to the injury report and who are worried about Jatavian Sanders health going into next week's game or this upcoming weekend's game against the Oklahoma Sooners. The fact that AD Mitchell can step up and have a 10 reception game and really be the engine of our offense alongside our, our rushing attack with Jonathan Brooks gives me some peace of mind in case Jatavian isn't healthy enough to play. Like, this is a team with college football playoff aspirations. We need all of our pieces to be healthy. Of course, if Jatavian can go in that game, I want him out there. But he's day-to-day. That's what Sark says, right? He and Ryan Watts, both day-to-day. would love to have both those guys out there on Saturday. We might not have them. And that's just – that is the reality of it. And for A.D. Mitchell to step up in that capacity, not to mention – you know, NFL scouts looking at a game like this and saying, okay, that's a guy that can take on the load. He has the durability and the stamina to be a, a wide receiver two or a wide receiver one on an NFL team. Um, you know, that not every guy can do that, right? Some guys are three for 93 with a touchdown because they hit one 70 yard touchdown over the top. And that's what they're good for. Like that's what you're seeing. Marvin Mims um, help out the Broncos with this year, but for him to be a possession receiver, you know, but he can beat guys deep down the field. I think his longest, Reception this year is, is 39 or 40 yards. Um, he's got good wheels of course, but he's a bit bigger of a body than Xavier worthy. Um, I agree though, Nick, I I think all in all worthy hasn't had the like off the page statistical year that we expected, but that touchdown against Wyoming, um, at the beginning of the fourth quarter was a clutch touchdown. And it's one that, that really I I have felt has kind of like changed the tide, um, and changed the tide of that game. Certainly, Um, because it looked like we were kind of having a lackluster performance offensively up until that point. I know I'm going back in the season. That's week three, not week five here. But um, I I love that we have so many options that Oklahoma will have to deal with. And I think that most importantly, and the fact that Quinn talk about all the time, great quarterbacks, they spray the ball all over the field. And if other guys are getting involved one week, it's Mitchell, one week it's Jatavian, right? Last week it was Jatavian. um, And one week it's worthy. Like, Great. One week it's waiting like, I'm still waiting for his kind of breakout game, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been, he's been pretty quiet. And, you know, you talk about, I think it's very interesting. Like, we're never, we've also never been, you brought up earlier, uh, uh, we've never been a finisher. We've always been a fast start, not finish games. So I think, you know, I talked about like, you know, we talked about the back of quarterback and getting, good, getting used to what it's like having a running guy, no sacks. Like, this is an OU team. The quarterback, this isn't Kyler Murray. You know, this isn't Jalen Hurts. Like, Gabriel is really not that massive. Of a, he's, he doesn't, he's not going to turn you up for 50-plus yards on the ground. He's not a massive real threat to run the football. This is a pocket passer. This is our bread and butter from a defensive line standpoint. I just don't want to be in a position where, yeah, we finish, but we start slow. Because I do think their offense is legitimate. They have a real – this is a real – this is our toughest test outside of Alabama. And you can make the argument it is our toughest test in general because the Alabama thing, like, look, we're riding high. We're going in there. We have nothing to lose. Like, we know we played them close last game. There's blood in the waters. There's all, like, the whole hoopla. of Like, if you are a team that's capable of rising to the hoopla, you do. Mm-hmm. This OU game is, like, you know, they're looking they're, they're looking at this like, okay, they're the number three team in the country. If we beat this number three team in the country – you know, and they have been starting a little slower. Like we can make them pay offensively. We could, we could try to get them in, in, in a boat race here, and, and they're looking. This is their biggest game of the year. I, I mean, flat out, they,
0: we flat out we haven't played an offense like this yet.
1: We just have. I, I also don't think, like, I mean, they could they could have started the season at two and three, and it still would have been the same old Red River shootout. You know, I mean, it's a different game. I mean, we've had Always. years, in, in the past where we've and they've been great, right? and we've we've knocked them off. I mean, obviously, last year was a crazy blowout, and I'm sure that there's going to be a little bit of blood in the water from that too, right? Like they they need a fire to fire, come out firing all cylinders, and and uh, you know get some points from last year um, because uh, you know they're going to flash a stat like if they don't score in the first quarter, oh, that's five straight quarters. Oh, you hasn't scored against Texas, yeah. so they're going to want to come out fast. But you're right. I mean we cannot afford to start slow in this game.
2: No. And they're going to – they're a deep ball threat. I mean, they have one guy with 10 receptions and 279 yards in the seasons. That's like Deshaun Jackson on, on rookie mode in Madden. Like, it's – they're only – the only thing I think we could really benefit from is, like, the run game. Yeah. I really – T.O.P., their run game isn't great, and our run game has been superb. So we could really control that um yeah t sorry you wanted to add something
0: no no i was just gonna say it was cool to uh, obviously we'll get into the the ou matchup later in the week as well um but i just want to say it was great to see colin simmons at you know a home game where we dominate our opponent like that's a great feeling to just a lot of of
1: recruits in the stands that's right
2: and the uh, it's good to see the assistant minister of culture uh come in and and you know start to like, Hey, like maybe like, you know, it's tides are changing. Like our minister of culture wants to go, you know, have a couple of tokes, uh, in Boulder, Colorado, maybe Hangman comes in, you know, the, the cream of the Powell's and he, uh, he, he's the new minister of culture for the Longhorns. He looked good.
0: He looked good. He's right, right there with Q, which was cool to see them together in that, in that box, watching the horns. Yeah. Get a dub, get a dub. Yeah, I mean, we, we do need our our minister of culture back. We need him back. We need him there on the sideline. I, there's nothing quite like the, the fourth quarter start where we are, are all pounding our chest and a little hmm.
2: I mean, it's yeah. just there's something about it. You know, it's well, uniquely it's to get Texan more- too yeah like we need as many of them as possible honestly in the building it shouldn't just be a like that was like the beauty of like the early 2000s usc teams like there wasn't just one like superstar there was snoop dog will ferrell like everyone's coming around we need glenn powell we need marsha gay harding like we need all of like our massive superstar right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah we definitely we need we need wes anderson to make a little little uh claymation um you know promo for halftime that'd be fire Abby Fire, like yeah, let's get the alumni back and ball. Like, why not? We've honestly. seen a couple of uh, sound bites from Owen Wilson. Wow, wow, big play. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I hear like Owen Wilson. He
2: doesn't. He. There is a world in which Owen Wilson and Jennifer Coolidge's voice are not too far off. Definitely,
0: I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: not too far off. Um, really- all right. Horns up coming back on Wednesday, releasing Thursday with Q fingers crossed for a special guest. We'll see what happens. Uh, but you know who we are. Fisher Disciples, DJ, Nikki snacks, Kreider, amazing win 40 to 14 at home against the Kansas Jayhawks by Sark and the boys. And then we're going to preview this thing with Keel on Wednesday. And you know what? Like, I know it's the red river. I know it's a really big game for both parties involved, but this, same as always. Take care of business. We've been out, we we've outscored opponents now in the last two games. Um, I think it's uh, seventy eight to sixteen. Two Big Twelve opponents. So no joking around here. No joking around. All right, fellas, get your horns up. Always a pleasure. We'll see you guys next time.
0: Welcome.